Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Lili Nishmasi Mimi Rosirus Bas Mordechai. Today's year is sponsored for a Mazel Tov Dakiva Solkowitz. I'm finishing his first Mesechta ever. They sent me a video of that Siyum. During the Siyum, David Zlatnik gave out almost 30 Gemaras to different people at the Siyum. He invited all his friends. He's a Hatzal guy from Flatbush. He reminded me, the, in New York, I don't know if they do it in any other place, I heard about it in New York. Instead of the cops going after criminals, they have the criminals come to the cops. What do they do? They send letters to these criminals that have warrants. They say, free flat screen TV, come to the school, pick it up. And they come to the school and uh, <laughs> give us, what? Yeah, that's what David Zlatan does. Instead of going out there and getting guys, he brings them all into one room and he, he, he hops them. Gives them Gemara, Sambaleu. Mazel Tov to Shalom Rand, Shmuli Hech, Daniel Dax, and Michal Hafman. I'm finishing Sukkah. Welcome Yitzi Jablet, Usher Silverberg, Mendy Schreiber, Baruch Sirota. Eddie Balin, Shmuley Davidovitz, the best year in the world. May we all be zayich to finish us together. Today's year is sponsored Larissa Chaya Bas Baruch by Shlomi Rosenberg for the yard side of his brother, Lili Nishmas, Ramoshi Yitzchok Ben Reb Doiv. And of course, anonymously by Kalman of the Five Towns, Lili Nishmas Chaya Bas Yisrael on her 10th yard side. Yishkoyach Kalman, he also made a big siyum. I think it was yesterday, yeah, on another Masechta. Not, he's learning Baruch Hashem and being Messiah Masechta, so Mazel Tov. Tremendous Mazel Tov to all the Messiahim. We had a beautiful Siyum yesterday here in Ramat Bet Shemesh, where a brand new song was introduced, the MDY family song written by Nachman Seltzer, sung by Nachman Seltzer here. How many people do we have yesterday? <laughs> Over 100 people. Um, here's a picture of Toronto. Over 50 people in Toronto. No, this is, sorry, this is London. London, sorry. Here you go with the, the MDY logo, the 8 Duff logo. London, sorry. 50 people in London. We have here, this is Toronto. It says Mafurish, Toronto. You can see. Toronto, Chabra. So Baruch Hashem, the Siyumim are growing. Here's Manchester, our very, very first Chabura. There you go. Some of them look very happy to be there in the picture. What, what? It's Manchester, what do you expect? <laughs> Somebody said a joke. So the, they got real serious. Okay. They would throw me out of this scene personally, I think, because most of these guys are wearing a black hat. I wore a black hat for some of it yesterday, but during the, the food, the whole thing. Serious guys, Baruch Hashem. I want to thank, personally, the main sponsor of the Gemaras. Over 550 Gemaras were given out. That means that there's probably seven to 800 people that are joining right now this morning for the very first time, because not everybody that joins, gets a Gemara or wants a Gemara. Some people already have a Shas. So Merit Nakash was the main, main sponsor. We also had Yechiel Pfeiffer who gave $2,500 towards it. 
two other people anonymously without saying their names, not like Kalman from the Five Towns Anonymous. Two people I gave two and a half thousand dollars and one person I gave five thousand. So Yishkoyach to all the, and eighteen hundred. Thank you. Nachman's uh, person gave eighteen hundred. So yeah, Yishkoyach to all these people. It's a tremendous thing to, to bring tire like that, to get other people to learn. You yourself could still bring people to the daf. Just tell them, join mdy.com. It's not too late. Raboy Sai, it's amazing. We're going into the winter's man. It's a long man from here till Pesach. We have six months and guess what? Every single month for the next six months, we are going to be making a siyum by Israel Hashem. Every single month. So it's exciting stuff. If you miss one, you don't like a certain Mesechte, you start another one. There's stuff going on every single month. Rosh Hashanah, today we're starting Beitza, Rosh Hashanah, Tainis, Megillah, Ma'id Katan, Chagiga. So, as we do every single beginning of Mesechte, we gotta mix it up a little bit. So I'll try to, for the people in the room, not to be that boring. I want to talk about why it's important to do the daf and what are the distractors. And I'm going to ask you, Yaakov, we're going to start with Yaakov. What are the reasons that the Eitzahar says you shouldn't do a daf? He has no clues. Let me help, let me help you out over here. <laughs> Today, there are no emails. It's the day off for Yaakov. No emails. It's the one day that instead of emails, we're going to do this. The Yetzirah says, and the trick here is, Yaakov, you have to tell me which ones were not on the list last time. Okay? It's all mixed up here. The Yetzirah says, I don't retain anything. Do a daf and another daf. That's the Yetzirah. And I'll tell you how I know it's the Sahara. It's too fast. Now many, many of us went to yeshivas. And we were trained and trained well. And we learned four or five daf a whole zman. And they taught us lumdus. And lumdus is great and it's important. And it might be the right way to learn. But the Sahara says you can't. You're not, you're not in yeshiva now. And you're in the workforce. What, what kind of business is this not to learn slow? You can't learn fast. It's not the right way. Love this is the right way. And then finally we have one of the biggest pitfalls of the Yitzhara. His, his job is to get you off this Dafiyoimi wagon. Because today you have the inspiration and you want to start. And his biggest trick is to say you have to catch up. Meaning, it's going to be Rosh Hashanah soon. And you might find yourself a Dafi two behind. And every single time he comes up with that trick and he says... Don't do what everybody else is doing. Do, try to catch up. And that is the biggest trick of the Eight Sahara, and that's where you fall. And I said just three days ago, I met a guy, Abe Newman, as part of the Shia from Brachas, from Brachas. And he told me and Gary that he's been doing the Daf for six years in the 90s with the Torah tapes. And the Eight Sahara tried to get him every single day, couldn't get him. And finally he got him. When? When he went on a vacation after six years. And he forgot his Torah tapes at home. So when he came back home, he tried to catch up. And when he tried to catch up, he, he failed to finish shots after six years. He got him after six years. 
So if you're smart enough, you know that that's just the eights of the Yitzhahara. It's about perfectionism and perfectionism is not a good thing when it comes to daf yaymi. It ruins the daf. So just do the daf that you're doing, that Klai Yisrael is doing today. In fact, yesterday, one of my biggest adversaries to this idea is Issy, a guy from Yerushalayim, and he keeps on telling me, I'm going to catch up, I'm going to catch up, and it's the last five months he's trying to catch up, and he hasn't caught up. And every time I see him, no, but I'm catching up, I'm telling you, I'm, I do the daf. And he, I hopped last night when I was talking to him, another Yisrael. Why is it so important to do the dab with everybody? Because it gives you that extra push. He said it's very difficult for him to do the dab on Friday. But when you're trying to catch up, you don't have that push. Listen, it's Friday today. It's very, very difficult for me to do the dab. So I'll just catch up another dab. But when you're doing it with Klai Yisrael, you can't, you can't have that excuse. That gives you that, that extra push when you can't do it. It's hard for you to do it. And that's why it's Kedai to do it with everybody else. So what are the miles of dab, Yoyami? A lot of us have a hang-up. I'm telling you, we learned in yeshivas and we looked down at Daf Yaimi, myself included. Daf Yaimi is for Amaratzim, for Balabatim, it's terrible. But at the end of the day, Daf Yaimi includes all of the Torah, Kabbalah, Medrash, Agada, Halacha, everything, the Saitis HaTorah, they're all in Shas. This is a Taisis, this is Rishayim talking. Whereas if you learn Shulchan Aruch, it just includes Halacha, it doesn't include the Saitis and, and the Agada and all that stuff. Shas includes everything. And when you go, if you come out of Daf Yaimi every day with one new concept, one new halacha, then you're ready game. You're ready game. Mazel Tov Yoi Steinhardt, 11 years old, his first Masechta. Unbelievable. We see pictures all the time, people sending pictures of people on their flight learning Torah. Things that they've never thought about in their lives. Standing in line in Disney World learning Torah. Maybe four or five pictures in the last two, three months of people learning while their wives are delivering a baby in the hospital. They bring the Gemara with them. In crazy situations, they are learning Torah. And there's nothing like starting the day with a daf. A day with a daf, starting out your day with Torah, it changes your life, it partially changes your life. And this is a new one, Yaakov. I'm talking about it, but I put on the thing here because I finally found it. Chavetz Chaim brings it down. That only Torah that you learn in this world do you get to learn in Oilam Emes. So imagine you go to Yeshiva your whole life. It's going to be pretty boring over there. You only learn the first five daf of every Masech, that's it. And you go back again. If you learn all of Shas, and even if you don't understand it 100%, but at least you touched it, then Akash Baruch Hu and Rebbe Kiva and the Gra and the Baal Shem Tov, whoever it is, they're going to be learning with you those parts of the Torah that you touched. So it's Kedai to learn it all. And don't push it off to tomorrow. And here are some of our catchphrases, and I'll explain them. This is the most important one. And my favorite one, it's not about the daf, it's about the yoimi. We don't just learn daf yoimi to learn and to accomplish. We learn daf yoimi because this is the greatest way to connect to the Rabbi Shalom. The greatest way to connect to the Rabbi Shalom is through Torah. So how could a day go by that you don't learn Torah? And how many of us, including the Talmud Chacham from Farakway that I had a big argument with him and I watched him not learn a word during Ben Azmanah for a few days straight. Not one word. He didn't open up a safer once. 
Big Lamdin, but not once. How could you go a day without connecting to the Rebbein Shalalim on the highest level? And through that Yaimi, you connect every single day, whether it's Tisha B'Av Yom Kippur. What's the other one, Jonathan? Be'na the night of your son's wedding, thank you. And the day of your son's bris. Every single day, you're learning Torah. Thanks, Jonathan. Oh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, yeah. By the way, I thought about it. That was the one day in the last three years that I was late to share, 10 minutes late. My grandson was born and I made a big mistake. My daughter, I didn't tell anybody that. I'll tell you now. My daughter, when I left the hospital, wasn't conscious. But I had a chreis, and I had to give the daf. It was a, not such a nice thing. She gave, I, I held the baby for a second. I'm talking about when my grandson was born, my first grandson, my only grandson. Held the baby for a second. She was unconscious. I said, the doctors will do the job. I got to go teach Tyra. Took a taxi. I was 10 minutes late. But every day, you got to... I'm not saying you should be Meshuggah. I'm not... We got to learn the daf every day. Shas is like a Ferris wheel. A lot of people are, today is eight, eight mesechtas into Shas. So you could get depressed. Well, I, I missed the bandwagon. Everybody's going to be in MetLife Stadium and what am I going to do? I can't say I finished Shas. No, Shas begins by mesechtas beitza for you. You're on a Ferris wheel. You just get off at the end of Sukkah and that's where your seam is. It's a lot, it's a lot more, I was at your seam. It was different than everybody else's seum. It's intimate. It's your own seum. You're not doing it with Klai Yisrael. You're doing it by yourself with your mishpacha. You'll invite your 50 friends and everything will be great. Every day is a Ferris where you can get on on Dav Gimel, Dav Dalad, and it's the still, still, still the same shas. Daffing, steiging, growing every day. I don't have to explain that one. And we say all the time, it's Gishmak to do the daff. We have a niggin. Okay, we're not going to sing it now. And this is a keep up now, catch up later. That's the same you said, but it's a great phrase. Keep up now, catch up later. Don't try to make up the daf. All right. What? Oh, John, get over here, Jonathan. Uh, for him, I took it out. The daf makes you a better husband, a better person, a better businessman, a better human being, a better Oyved Hashem. All in all, everybody will see the difference in you. Thank you, Jonathan. I want to make it a little shorter. You can find us on all these mediums. Raboisai, all daf is huge. I just found out last night how many people actually watch on all daf. A lot of people watch on all daf. A lot of people watch on YouTube. A lot of people watch on YouTube anytime. Whatever your medium is. So there's... I want to address a little bit the elephant in the room. Is it Mesechtes Beitza or is it Mesechtes Beya? I went to Hasidic Shechadarim. You get thrown out of the school if you say Beitza. But here in Yisrael, everybody says Beitza. Where does this come from? The Magan Avram brings the Yamsha Shleimah who says you should say Beya because it's a Lashen Naki. So, the Shishanim David says, I don't understand. What, it's cleaner to say it in Aramaic? And he goes on to ask all these questions. He's seeing the Gemara. The Gemara uses all the time the Lashon, Beitzah Zahagrim, Beitzah this, Kibetza. So, what's, what's the Pshat? In fact, in Sanhedrin, 
The Gemara says that people, they made a mistake between the May Beitzim to May Bitzaim. Now if you call it May Beim, how could you confuse it with May Bitzaim? Bitzaim is one word, Beim is another word. And the Shoshanim Ladavid asked the Vilna Goyen son, how did, how did your father say it? So my father said Beitzah. And that's probably why in Eretz Yisrael everybody says Beitzah. But a Kailin in our Kailin, Aaron Kaplan told me, says take a look at Rabbeinu Hananel. Everybody look at it right now. It says on the side over here, this is his Raya. Aschil Mesech des Beitzah Be'ezra's Godol Ha'etzah. It's a rhyme. It only rhymes if you say Beitzah. It cannot rhyme. Doesn't rhyme. So Rabbi Sai, let's start. With this help and the Siyat Shmai of the Rabbi Shloilam. You have an egg that was laid on Yontif. Are makel, very rare that the makel like this. The makel, they say, you could eat the egg that was laid on Yantif. You can't eat it today. Today you can't eat it. So I got to tell you a story because we just started off the Masechta and we were not late at all. Rabbi Kofsky is brought down in Simcha Bechinoch. I think that's the name. Rabbi Yitzchok Zibelstein Sefer on Chinoch. No relation to the daf or anything. Very, very cool story. It says that Rabbi Yukovsky, he happened to be in Tel Aviv and is looking for a minion. So he walks into some shul, Tel Aviv Yidin over there. And he hears the guy saying, today there's no speech between Milch and Mayrev. The Rav is not here. So Rabbi Yukovsky, who's a big Tamad Chacham, he gets up, he says, I, I, I could say it. What, what, what are we learning? So to his luck, it was to hire us one of the hardest prokim in Mishnais. It's like, they give it to him, here, go. It's Baruch Hashem, he knew it, and he starts reading the Mishnah, and there's one guy in there that starts bombing it with kashas, back and forth, back and forth. So after the shir, he's very curious, who's this guy in Tel Aviv that knows how to learn like this? So he tells him, I grew up in Golders Green, in London, the London guys, the 50 guys that they had last night at the seal. And I wanted to steig, I wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael and learn in yeshiva. I didn't want to go to the high school in Golders Green. So my friends told me, prepare the first five daf of Masechus Beitzah and go to the yeshiva over there. Where? Go to Kfar Hasidim by Rebbe Lepian. Okay? So he prepares, he knows it inside out, backside forwards. And he goes to, to Kfar Hasidim, he knocks on the door, and Rebbe Lepian gives him a fare. Rebbe Lepian looks at him and says, okay, let me ask you a kasha. And he says that he just got so fear struck. It's Rebbe Lepian, the famous Rebbe Lepian. He wrote, well, Rabbi Shalom Shavadron wrote, Leiv yeah? the famous picture of Rabbi And He did this twice a day, they say. Twice a day, and he said he has a karsa type to the cats. I have no idea what that means. But twice a day. This is not stam a one-time thing. Rabbi Silver on Nachshon took that picture. Tell him to come to the daf. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't need it. Okay, I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. Everybody needs it. What do you mean he doesn't need Shmuel? And where were you last night? Don't think I didn't notice you weren't there last night. So, Rabbi Yobhan asked him a question. And through the fear, we all know what it is. He just blinked out. So Rabbi Yobhan says, let me ask you a very simple question. 
We'll make it easy for you. Came from all the way from England. What do you do with an egg that was laid on Shabbos? On Yantif? Blank, 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 nothing. He's thinking to himself, oh, it's really open. And finally, he mutters out the words. He goes, you make a scrambled egg. <laughs> and that was it. So you think that Rabbi Yolikam would tell him, okay, go home, go back to England. What are you doing here? Make a scrambled egg on Yantef, on Chavez. So Rabbi Yolikam told him, you know, I see that you have Seichel Yosha, your mamasha, Givaldik about Kishrin. You're going to do really well in this yeshiva. You got a little mixed up here, but you used your own Seichel, come, come to the yeshiva. And he said that because of those words of encouragement, he continued learning, and by the time he got out of Kfar Hasidim, he knew Noshim Nezikim by heart with Rashi and Taisvis, and he learned Mishnai's Bob Kitzer. He was a big Talmud Chacham, and he had 13 children. That he says, go to that, that one line of Rebbe Lupian that gave him Chizok, 13 children that are B'nai Torah, and, and beautiful things. All right. So, but that Allah is that you don't, you don't make a scrambled egg with it. What do you do? Ramach Laikis, they still say, don't eat it today. Yishami say, you could eat it. Now, once we're already telling you about a machloig between Bishamai and Basil, where Bishamai, uncharacteristically, are makel in Yontif, in Yontif. So the mission is going to tell us another two cases about a very similar thing. Bishamai Yoimrim, Sa'ar Bikazayis, Vichomets Bikakoseves. I brought you the Sa'ar. Sa'ar is the starter. Here it is. Today, People are very into the sourdough. This is sour. This is a starter. This is dangerous stuff when it comes to chametz. This creates other chametz. This makes chametz. So therefore, the shear of this is different than regular chametz and a piece of bread. This is different. What's the shear? So, sour because eyes of chametz because Here you have it. Since sour, the starter the agent of starting the whole process of leavening is smaller, it's because I is, and the other one is because I is a date. You're more machmer. You're over on Balyirah. Here, you have in the Pasuk, Sa'ar, what's Sa'ar? This guy. This is Sa'ar, a whole Pasuk about it. Sa'ar le'yimatsu it's the halacha of le'yirah and le'yimatzah. Le'yirah l'cha chametz. Okay. But basil are more machmer. And they say you're over even on the lesser share. If you have less of it, you're already over. That means they're more machmer. No connection to our mesefta really. But ashoichet chayav ha'ayv biyamtav. This is halacha. Oh, yeah, I forgot to print the pictures out of the pressure of the thing. We have an in-house Shoichet, Rabbi Avram Weisfish from Manchester sent me beautiful pictures. Okay, we'll try to use them tomorrow. If Dalach is that if you shecht a chaya, not a behemoth, not a cow, goat, sheep, a chaya, like a deer, vaif, and a bird, you mechuyiv to, midoiraisa, there's a chiyuv to go and sprinkle the, and cover the blood. You cover it, but offer. You could all, a lot of people do kaparis now, so you could, you could be yoyed to the mitzvah of, of kisi adam also, that's the raisa. We're going to have to go into it in the Gemara. 
We're talking about digging and, and different isurim that you could do by digging on, on, on uh, Yontif. So if there's a shovel in the ground, as we'll see in the Gemara, you're allowed to, you're allowed to cover it. You're not allowed to shecht unless you already have it prepared and you don't have to be over anything. However, if you're over and you did do shechita, then you go ahead and do whatever the Gemara is going to explain to us, digging with a shovel in order to cover the blood. This also we have to see the Gemara, that it's another line in the Mishnah that also, it's not a continuation, but it's a line by itself, that the afer, the ashes underneath the pot, are considered available. We'll have to see what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, what are we talking about? If we are talking about a chicken, there's two types of chicken, chickens that are grown to eat or to lay eggs. So what is the reason of Beis Hillel. Why do Beis Hillel say that this egg is muktza? It's food that's separated. So it's separated from another food. If you have an apple and you cut it in half, you can't say one half is mutter, one half is asr. The chicken is there for food, so you're allowed to eat the chicken, so why can't you eat the egg that's inside the chicken? Hello. So, I never, when it comes, now we're going to talk a lot about mukta. We're going to be professionals in mukta in this Masechta. Mukta, the, the idea of mukta means a maktadas. I set it aside. I don't want to, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to be using this item for whatever reason. Either it's not worth anything, or it's not available, or it's worth too much. Different things that we're going to see. But he never was Max's das. He never said, I'm not going to be using this egg. It's all part of the chicken. He doesn't think about the heart and the liver and the, the egg. It's just one of, one of the chickens, one part of the chicken. So we're talking about a chicken that's there just to lay eggs. If that's the case, so why do Bishami say that it's not mukta? It's mukta. It wasn't here before Shabbat. So it should be mukta now. Muktahi. The whole chicken is mukta. Why? Because I don't want this chicken to eat. I don't need it to eat. So the chicken is mukta. So everything is mukta. Says Gemara, my kosha. Your whole kasha is based on the fact that you understand the Bishami say it's mukta. Dilma Bishami leslu mukta. Now, when we were learning Misak the Shabbos, we had a famous machlaik between Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Shimon. Is there mukta or not mukta? Now, we have to understand, even Rib Shimon, who doesn't hold of Mukta, but that's not, it's not accurate. Of course he holds of the concept of Mukta, just not in every single situation. So perhaps Bishamai hold like Rib Shimon that there's no Mukta, there's no Isra Mukta here. Chasolka Daiton, and the Gemara's Havimina was, Afilu man de Mukta. Even the person whoever it is, holds that there is no mukta, b'noilad asr. Noilad, what's noilad? It was created today. Now, if you hold like Rib Shimon, there's no mukta. Why is there no mukta? Because if you have an item 
He's thinking to himself, he's mitzap He's like, when could I get to use this? You have a candle that's lit. He's thinking to himself, Shom Aleichem, when am I going to use the oil when it's done? When am I going to use the leftovers? So he's never maktidas. He never removes it from his mind. That's good by an item that's here in front of us. But an egg wasn't created yet. It wasn't here for you to even think about that thought. So now it's a brand new item that didn't exist when Shabbos came in. So it's mukta. L'chayr, even Rib Shimon will hold of the, the problem of Noilad. Now, so there's another idea that we have to talk about, and that's Migudis Katsai Bebein Something that you, for one moment, as Shabbos comes in, you said to yourself, I'm not going to use it to Shabbos. So that machshava, that lasts for the entire Shabbos. So over here, you don't have that Migudis Katsai, or not Migudis, because it never existed. So the chayre should be a problem. It should be mukta. Says the Gemara, my time I to be shama. Omer of Nachman. We're talking about a chicken that's there for eggs. If you hold of mukta, you hold it as a problem. Ude lesle mukta, lesle noilad. So. Before you ask me that according to Bishamai, how could you eat this egg? How could you be makel? Even if you don't hold of mukta, you don't hold of mukta, but there's a problem in Noilan. It's worse than mukta. So even Bishamai should agree that this egg is also. The answer is no. If I don't hold of mukta, I don't hold of Noilan. I don't hold of mukta. So then I don't hold of Noilan. Finished. There's no problem in mukta here. So. This whole, I mean, the whole Masechta, really, if you want to sum up the Masechta, this is a Masechta of Isser de Rabbanan on Yantif. That's basically over and over. I have a whole list of 28 Xeris over here, 10 over here, and 12 over there. It's a whole Masechta of Xeris de Rabbanan. And we're running out of time here, but real quickly, because a lot of people say, uh, the Rabbanan, Xeris. So the Rabbin Yaina, Rishon, he says, I really should hurry up here because we're running late. The Xeris of Chachamim are sweeter than the wine of Taira. And he keeps on going, we have to explain it. But basically, if you have a field and you have very valuable, you have truffles that are worth hundreds of dollars a pound, you're going to protect your field. You're going to put a fence around it. And that's what Xeris the Rabban are. And by you protecting the mitzvahs and staying away from the the mitzvahs and staying away from the Averis. And, and, and he brings, the Torah says, the Torah says this problem by a rise, stay away, make a gather, don't, don't go close. So do that same thing to show the chavivas of the mitzvah, how much we love HaKadosh Torah and we stay away from these things by creating fences. All it is is a fence. Says, but I am not going to do it. I'm not going to be over. Would you talk like that about your precious belongings in your front yard. Would you not put your fence there? Ah, nobody's going to take it. No. So the same thing with the Rabbanans, and that's what our Masechet is about. Says the Gemara, Ud islay mukta, islay noilat. Ud lasay mukta, lasay noilat. Beisham, I grib shimin. Beisham, I hold, like grib shimin, that there's no mukta, there's no noilat. Ud beisil, I grib yehuda, I still hold, I grib yehuda. Ask the Gemara, Umiyoma, Rav Nachman, the Rav Nachman say that Basil holds like Rabbi Yehuda. 
that they still hold that there is Muktza. You have on your Shabbos table, you have Muktza. You have the leftovers. You finished eating your nuts and you have bones from the fish. And Rashi says we're talking about bones that are not edible even for an animal, like fish bones. Okay? Other Rishonim Uklipin. And the shells of different nuts. So what do you do? According to Bishamai, you just gather it up with your hand. You can touch it, even though it's mukti. Not a problem. Get rid of it. Don't touch it. It's mukti. You can't touch it with your hand. But you could take the whole, in those days they had these small tables, you know, these little TV tables that everybody ate their own meal on. You pick it up, you flip it over, because that is a clean that you're allowed to do. This Rav Nachman that told us our Pshat or Basil goes like according to Rabbi Huda that there is Muktza. He says, no. We have to explain this. Beishamai is like Rabbi Huda, not Basil. What's going on here? You telling me that according to Rav Nachman, Hillel is like Rabbi Huda? No, Beishamai is like Rabbi Huda. Basil is like Rabbi Shimon. Basil hold that there's no Muktza. Says the Gemara Melach, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman could explain it. Gabi Shabbos, the Sasam Lantana, Kirib Shimon, we have a problem in the Shalais, and the Gemara is going to explain. We have an anonymous Mishnah, and we always go, we pass like an anonymous Mishnah, and we'll see a beautiful Rashi on the base. There's an anonymous Mishnah that says, if you have detached gourds on the ground, you're allowed to cut them up. What would be the concern? That's a Tirchi Yaseri, you're not allowed to overwork yourself, exert yourself on Shabbos. You're allowed to. Here's, this is the one we're looking for. You have an animal that died today on Shabbos. It died on Shabbos. So you for sure didn't think you're going to be using this meat for your dog. You had a Givaldic animal. It's worth a lot of money. So for sure, you were maxi your das. Nevertheless, you're allowed to cut it up. It's not mukta. So, because it's anonymous mission in Shabbos, So, he says Basil, and we always pass like Basil, like Rav Shimon, that Rav Shimon holds, it's not Mokta, therefore, you're allowed to cut up this animal. Right? The halach is like Basil, and the halach is like the Stam Mishnah, so everything jives together, it's great. Aval, the new guys, you just know, Ahmed Bey's always, in the entire Shas, Ahmed Bey's is always shorter and much easier, and therefore, usually only takes 10 minutes. Gabiyant of the Sassan Lantana Kerib Yehuda, the second cycle, next cycle, Bey's Hashem, Ahmed Bey's is going to be much harder, and Ahmed Alv is going to be shorter. That's whatever, it's a plan. No? No. Gabiyant of the Sassan Lantana Kerib Yehuda, but by Yantif, the Tana says differently. But how could, it, how could Rebbe, Make one Mishnah like Rabbi, the one Mishnah like Rabbi Shimon. The Gemara is going to explain. But in Yantef, there's an anonymous mission that says exactly like Rabbi, this not. You cannot take wood that's on a pile in a construction site that's ready to go to build a house in, in America and in, in England. That's how they build out here in Israel. But you have a pile of wood. You cannot use that wood for firewood. What is that called, Rabbi Isai? Anybody know? Muktza Machmas. Yaakov, on a roll today. I found the Givaldika picture for this. In January 2020, this pile of wood cost $1,000. Okay. 
And in June of 2021, this pile of wood cost $1,000. So who in their right mind would take some of this wood and use it as firewood? Yeah, it's just a two by four. Yeah, but it's $100 a two by four. So that's called chesar and kiss. I set it aside for a very specific thing. For instance, if you have a knife for brismila, certain things, I don't want people to damage it. That's muktzah on Shabbos. A silver, something important, a, a, a nice painting. Even a pile of two by four, says the Gemara, is kiss. By the way, we just turned to that base on the base, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group. For all those who need Yeshua's and Shiduchim and Fuas, please join Tehillim.com and by Shlomo Lelazarian from Los Angeles, sponsoring in honor of my wife, who's Moiser Nefesh, so that I could say a shir. Thank you, Shlomo. So, here, and this is the one we're looking for. A beam that fell off the ceiling. You understand that they did construction in those days. A beam falls off the ceiling in the middle of Yantav. So that's Mamish Migidis Katsai. It was there, set aside. Never in his wildest dreams did he think he's going to throw it into a pit of a fire. It's part of his house. So that's Migidis Katsai. During Ben Hashemoshes, he had no intent to use it. And it says, you're not allowed to do so on Yontif. What does that mean? There is Mukta. All of a sudden, this Mishma, this Mishma that's anonymous says there is Mukta. And all of a sudden now, Basil goes like Rabbi Yehuda, that there is Mukta. Ask the Gemara Michti. Who wrote the Mishnahis? Who wrote the Shishas and the Mishnah? Rebbe. And he made an anonymous Mishnah. Now we have to see this Rashi inside. Look at this Rashi. Rashi to the Maskil, Rebbe. Who see their Mishnah? He wrote, he authored the Mishnahis. When he saw a beautiful piece from a Chacham, he wrote it anonymously without, we know that you're supposed to say, not Rebbe. Why? He didn't want people to think, oh, it's just Shitas Rebbe Meir. Who's the most famous anonymous Mishnah? Rebbe Meir. It's usually Rebbe Meir. But if you would say Rebbe Meir, you would think to yourself, ah, it's only a yachad, it's only Rebbe Meir. I'm telling you, this is the halach, I'm not even going to mention his name. And that's why an anonymous Mishnah always goes, that's the halacha. Fine. And you're going to find many people that say, different than Rebbe Meir, you're going to go with them? No. I paskin like this, says Rebbe. Now, Everybody's thinking this question. How is it possible that Rebbe who wrote the Mishnayis did in Hilcha Shabbos like that there's no Muktzah? In Hilcha Yantav there is Muktzah. What's going on here? Amri, Shabbos the Chamiri, because Shabbos is so Chamer, and nobody's going to come to just make away with Shabbos. He went with the Mekel and he says there's no Muktzah on Shabbos. Yantav the kill, but Yantav is more Kal. Less chomer. Why is yontif less, less chomer and kal? Because you're allowed to cook on yontif. In people's mind, ah, it's just yontif. Look, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to make food. And Mimela, they'll come to be mezalzel yontif. So they went out of their way and they made more gedarim when it came to this. That's why in our Mishnah, Reb Nachman said that we're talking about a chicken that's there to make eggs. That according to Basilel, it's muktza. Like Rebbe Okay.
So what you tell me, you tell me that we're talking about a, a chicken that's there to lay eggs and we're, pro- we're talking about a problem of That's the Gemara bottom question. Why are you talking about an egg? Talk about the chicken itself. The chicken is mukta. Why are you going one step removed? So, so maybe the answer is, I'm telling you, even an egg, which we explained, Noilat is a lot worse than Mukta because it didn't even exist. Bishami say you're allowed to eat the egg. You're allowed to make a scrambled egg. So, maybe you should tell us how Makbid and Machmir Basil are that even the chicken itself, they still say it's Mukta and Sasu. Forget about Noilat, it's not Noilat, it's just regular Mukta, and they still say it's Sasu. Perhaps you'll tell me, you know what? It's better to tell me the Makal. Now, why is Koyach the Tera Adif? So, you have to see Rashi, beautiful Rashi, the Tera Adif lay. He's confident in his way of being makol and bringing out halacha. Because a guy is machmer is not a big deal. Anybody could be machmer and tell you, oh, this is awesome, awesome, awesome. The trick is to be makol. So that's why it's a lot, it's a lot better to show the koyach of heter. If so, I have a way for you to say both chidushim. Now, Taisus makes a beautiful nekuda here. The Gemara never says this. Say both. Because the Mishnah is always mekatzer. Very big kids. Why all of a sudden over here, I should say two halachas? Says Taisus because it's only one word. He ubeitzasa. You don't have to go through a whole halacha. You just have to stick in the word beitza or he. One extra word and you get two, two beautiful chidushim. Tremendous chiddush, even the egg, which is noilad, you could eat. Even the mother who's alive and it's just mukta, you can't eat it. And this, by the way, is called the sugi of Achonah de Rabbah. We're talking about a different chicken. We're talking about a chicken that's there to eat. Oh, so it's there to eat. We're not, we're not talking about mukta now. We're talking about a specific case. Yantiv that falls out on a Sunday. And the problem is the preparation. Because any egg that was laid on Sunday was created the day before on Shabbos. And Rabbi holds. By the man it says that you have to prepare the man Erev Shabbos. Now, there's a beautiful Rashi here. I know we're running out of time, but it's Kedai to see this Rashi. Rashi says, You should say, Fine, but he says, And from here, you see the halacha is brought down in halacha. That when you're shopping, and Rabbi said we should do it today, tomorrow when shopping. When you're shopping, there's an Indian to say, I'm buying this, and it makes it that much better. It puts the Gdusha into it and it makes the mitzvah that much better. It's Kedai. It's Kedai to remember. You don't lose anything. You're already buying it. You're already paying for the wine. Say, Lekovet Shabbos Kodesh. Bepeh, Rashi says. Because of Rabbi Kol Beis Mishal Yidnu Me'et Mo'gomer Lo. Rabbi Tamei Lo. 
You could do, you could prepare for Shabbos, you could prepare for Yontav on a weekday. But you cannot prepare from Yontav to Shabbos, you cannot prepare from Shabbos to Yontav. So it's a so why are you telling me? You tell me it's one case. You tell me yantiv that falls out on a Sunday, you can't eat an egg. So what are regular yantiv that falls out on a Tuesday? So you could eat the egg because it was prepared on a Monday. So if it's prepared on a Monday, you're allowed to eat it. That's not what it says in the Mishnah. It says basis and Can't. Again, we're talking about a masechta full exeris the rabbanon. It's exera. Because you're going to forget. You, you think that you could eat an egg this year on Yantav, and you're going to forget next year, and Yantav falls out next year on a Sunday, you can't eat it. Fine. Should we just stop here? I know we're very late, and it's Lichas today. I want to point out one beautiful Taisus here. How do you make an Erev Tavshilin on Yantav? If it's a Isidur Raisa to prepare from Yantav to Shabbos, that's what the Gemara says. You now prepare from Yantav. It's Isidur Raisa. So how does the Erev Tavshilin, which is just a Durabanon idea, take us away from this Isidari Raisa, says Taisis, because he holds the famous idea of Hoyle. You're allowed to cook extra Yantiv because you might have an extra guest. So Melo, that takes away that Isidari Raisa. It's just the Durabanon to be over on the Hoyle. And the Durabanon of Erev Tafshilan undoes the Durabanon of don't cook extra without the Hoyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Ha, ha, ha.